Welcome to the Renegade Yogi podcast experience. Join myself, Zorananda, and this episode's guest as we explore yoga in the modern world. Prepare yourself as we will experience yoga like never before. First, I just want to address some of the sound quality issues that you're going to hear in this next episode and the following episodes, is that I didn't realize when I was recording through Zoom that the guest's volume was is pretty low and my volume was pretty high um, until after I recorded them. And... As you can see, if you're watching this video, if you're not and you're listening to the audio, I'm in a new space and over to my left, there's pretty big open space. So it is a bit echoey on my end. And when I did move my stuff, I accidentally hit a couple knobs. And so that's why in this episode with Jean-Luc, you'll hear that um, my volume is pretty high and I didn't realize this until I listened to the recording afterwards because I record through OBS and I am plugged into my laptop with my headphones rather than um, the Tascam, which I'm going to change um, for my next um, episode so that I can hear myself and I can hear my guests in my ears and so I can kind of tell right away before I'm even recording what the levels are like. Um, so you just have to please bear with me. I'm a noob to this and I'm doing this solo. So luckily I do have the help from my music producer, John, who's just a master of all this stuff. So I'm gonna have him on um, uh, right away and he's gonna help me with uh, some of the sound issues. And there's also this like particular chord that I'm missing um, when it comes to my Tascam stack that's going to help with ensuring that everything is nice and level, everything's nice and perfect. Um, I think the thing that I can't really get away with is the echo a little bit in the room, but I'm not too worried about that. And I really hope y'all can just get through it and enjoy the episode, especially this one with Jean-Luc, because we talk about relationships and we talk about life and music, and man, he is just such a well-spoken guy, and he's just so knowledgeable, and it's so amazing being able to talk to him, and he has a new song out, and he has a new video, so that's going to be um, in the video as well. It's going to be in the episode, so you'll be able to hear some of his music, and yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for watching. Thank you for um, sending me messages about what you're learning, and I look forward to putting out more and more episodes, and 
you know, I'm kind of behind because like we're moving to a new space. So I have a few episodes that I still need to record and upload. And so I apologize for some of the delay of getting it out, but I'm getting back into the groove of things and I'm getting back into, um, just <laughs> having that responsibility of putting out one to two episodes a week. Um, just like how I have been from the beginning of doing a solo podcast edition to kind of know the philosophy and then an interview with someone um and what you can look forward to is a unique way of of how i'm going about the podcast where i'll actually have streams of episodes with um with individual people meaning that um say with garnoosh right that there's two episodes, you know, maybe in a year from now, there's going to be 10 episodes with him. So in, instead of me trying to find a new person every week that I'd rather kind of have a tight knit community of people that I'm interviewing and bring on new people here and there, obviously to keep it fresh, but to build this kind of community where if you really like your Zarnoosh episodes, that's something that you can look forward to and you can see that there's an evolution of our conversation and there's an evolution of the topics and how we go deeper into life and music and yoga and Zoroastrianism and the state of the world, right? So thank you for watching and listening. I look forward to putting out more episodes. Um, for now, all of this is going to be free. I'm not going to make a Patreon. I'm not going to put it behind any paywall. Um, you know, I, I do well in my life as it is with the job that I have and all the side things that I do. So I'm kind of moving forward in that direction where I just want to put it out there and provide it for people. And that goes the same with, you know, generally my music is up on Spotify, you can look up uh, Zoramenda, it's on um, even like Napster and iTunes and a whole bunch of other places. Um, and the only difference is my books, right? Because that's something that I pay distribution for. So, um, you know, it's available on my website. Um, you can even just email me directly at yogi.zoramenda at gmail.com if you want a copy of my books. Um, but otherwise, you know, I want to go in this direction of providing yoga and this information and music in a way that's either really, really affordable or just completely free. And yeah, so when it comes to my social media, I'm going to do my best right away to start putting out more content about my yoga practice and my workouts and my philosophies and stuff like that. So you can find me on yogi.zoramenda um, for Instagram and that's primarily where I post, but without further ado, we have Zarnoosh up, and it was a really great talk, and I really hope you like it. Thank you again for watching and listening, and I'll see you soon. Yeah, it's been a couple, it's been a couple months or a few months since I first uh, chat together. I know the summer for me it was pretty full on but yeah you're saying um yeah you have some family moving in and yeah some crazy uh crazy big change-ups in my uh my home base as it were some energy shifts mm -hmm. enjoyable enjoyable yeah yeah 
in the same boat. Like it, um, as you can see, I have a little bit of a different setup than my last because I'm no longer with uh, my fiance. We decided to separate and um, kind of face the reality of all of the differences and the complications that we're kind of going through. So I found myself nestled, n um, yeah, nestled in a friend of mine's basement suite. So I got to kind of turn into my little podcast um, space here. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a fresh fresh wound, but um, something that I'm using for strength right now. So well, I respect you sharing that with me. That's um, that's a brutal blow, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for being open about it, and you know, good energy to you and healing to you. Yeah, thanks, man. Okay, so what have you, what have you been up to? What's, what's new in the life of Ben Nielsen? Yeah, I mean, me, I'm always just researching how to be a better version of myself, um, working on my music, working on my craft, working on my spells. And really, there's not much new. It's just continuing down the path, you know, for me. So, um. Yeah, just practicing, getting closer to the uh, to the quest for the gold, the alchemical gold in my soul. You know, that's it. I feel like I've reached another level, and each time I do that, I feel like there's so much more to learn, and and that I'm starting over from the beginning each time. So, <laughs> not much has changed on my infinite path, but I guess I've evolved a bit internally and externally, perhaps. Wicked, yeah, and you're. Tell me about a, a music video that you just shot. Um, uh, I know you said you wanted to have that released um, kind of before we did this podcast. Uh, was that something you're able to, were you able to do, or are you still kind of working on it? Uh, yeah, the, the one I was talking about was um, this little video we shot um, for this freestyle I cut a few months ago called Woe. Um, really just speaking about my place is like a spiritual nomad of sorts and um, I did get a chance to post that so I was hoping to send it to you and I would love for you to share it with your uh, viewers and listeners uh, you know yeah yeah I'll do the same thing um, as I did in my first interview um, and yeah and that way like halfway through the podcast here I can just fit it in um, the thing that I want to figure out with YouTube because the last time I did it the video is demonetized because it's, um, you know, I'm playing someone else's music or it's from someone else's channel. Um, so I want to figure out how I can I can put it in the video and credit it properly. Because I, I remember seeing on someone else's page that they had someone's music playing in it. And then the way that they credit it in the, in the description, it was like far more legit than whatever I did. So I just have to figure out how to do that. So then um, I don't get any weird strikes because over the last couple months, I've been just having these weird issues with YouTube with um, getting my channel um, taken down uh, for like two different just like weird reasons that they wouldn't even tell me that I had to kind of figure out on my own. But yeah, I'm happy to once again, yeah, showcase your art and um, 
yeah, I listened to Slippery Cell a few times, and it's just so amazing to me how you're able to do that. Like, just in general, like, rappers and people who can just, like, freestyle off the cuff, like, man, it's so, it's so impressive, and I just feel like it's a total, totally different part of the brain that's working that, for me, like, does, does not even operate. I can't imagine freestyle. you know it's it's a muscle man i think it i think it has a lot to do with metacognition which is like crystallized intelligence like i think for me i'm i'm a pretty metacognitive sort of guy like i know what i know i know what i don't know i know kind of where i'm at with my thought patterns and i think with the freestyling it's a pretty magical thing because i get to uh turn that off and it's always a challenge to you know lose myself in the moment and just kind of flow with nature and trust all the music and all the words and everything I've learned and felt over the years to just kind of pour out. And and the challenge for me, like I said, was just learning how to turn off the metacognition, man, and, and just being with the moment and not trying. And and just really, you know, it's cheesy, man, but I, I do think we all have a melody. I do think we all have a like a voice, you know, and I think it's tapping into that is the challenge. And But I do think it's attainable for everyone with the right practice and training yeah and that's the cool thing about um your song is that it kind of seems like it was written right like um just the way that there's like the hook and um the kind of verses and the chorus and stuff that um it seems like there was a lot of thought going into creating it but what the reality is it seems like to me is that um that's just like a, a part of talent and skill and uh preparation over time right so whatever you did over your career as a producer and a musician and um an artist that you can just get to the point where you can just have you can be in the studio you can have the mic in front of you you can have the beat going and you just feel what it is that's coming out and it's aligned with what the music is and it's aligned with that moment like what you were saying right like getting out of that like uh i think you said like metacognition right and um so like have you always felt that it was it was natural for you to do that or is this something that like you kind of built over time because you wanted to really prove to yourself that you can be this kind of artist and Fuck. Well, first, <laughs> thank you. First of all, um, I appreciate you seeing um, the effort it took to kind of get there, one way or another. And uh, you know, I appreciate the kind words. Yeah, it's a combination, man. That's such a funny question because that's so that so taps into exactly what I've been working on, you know. And it's it's the vision versus the hard work, and what comes first, like a chicken or the egg. I, I mean, for me, it's always kind of been blurred those lines like to com compartmentalize the skills i've acquired um out of sheer willpower versus you know what has come naturally to me I i'll say communicating has always come naturally to me i've always allowed myself to think things outside of the norm i've always given myself a buffer zone to kind of just have weird thoughts think weird things 
not try to forget weird dreams. Like, and I think that just has always added up to this kind of natural gift to be able to communicate and mean what I say and feel what I mean. And uh, that combined with just like desire, man, desire to be the best I can. It's like along the way you become the superhero. So I don't, I don't really know where that line is, but I do know it's taken a lot of willpower, you know, and dedication to even get to this point. And I, I can't wait to explore it more and see where it takes me moving forward. Yeah, and that's largely how I feel when it comes to music as well, when it comes to, like, playing guitar. Like, I'm just wrapping up my third album with my producer, and, um, yeah, I was just thinking the other day of how how arduous it is to be an artist, right? Like, just the amount of effort that you have to put in at the beginning that seemingly... Um, nothing comes out of it but the truth is that there's so much that comes out of the the experience and and what you learn in the process of everything that it takes to actually produce some music right so you know this last like six months of us working on this ep and there's this one moment um when Myself and my friend Marin, who's the violinist on on the album, and John, who's the producer, we decided instead of Marin and I meeting up and working on the song by ourselves and then going to John's and then recording it, like we did for like I think three of the songs, that because of some time restraints on her end, um, you know being that she lives in, uh, in Ottawa and she was visiting Edmonton, she only had like maybe less than a week, that we just went into the studio and made up right on the spot and recorded. And there's this point where like three hours have already gone by, we're on the last song, and both Myron and John are starting to get a little fatigued and a little frustrated. And so I was just like stuck in the middle of this position of um, actually having to like come up with the new music and come up with the melodies and come up with the ideas and, and how to put it all together right on the spot and acting as this like um, buffer to neutralize the potential of suddenly all of us getting frustrated and giving up or getting mad. And it just made for such a beautiful experience that we wouldn't have had if we pre-planned everything beforehand, right? So that is something new that I learned um, just this year of working with music because for me, it, it it's actually pretty easy for me to just pick up my guitar and I can just improvise and riff. Um, but then to have the pressure in the studio of creating melodies for an instrument that I don't even play was just phenomenal. And it made the finalization of, of this album just that much more special. And so that's how I relate like the freestyling and, you know, coming up with lyrics and melodies on the spot with like doing it with an instrument. You know, it's something that's taken me years and years and, um, all the bullshit <laughs> of 
um, you know, how hard it is to learn an, an instrument, right? So. Well, that's it, man. That you you absolutely nailed it. That's that's the internal struggle I love to put myself in. And when you reach that threshold, like with me, it's usually me. Like um, my process will be: I'll first I'll construct the beat, and I'll make give myself enough content musically that hopefully that'll inspire me and motivate me to generate um, the right words and melodies. And it's absolutely for me about getting to that threshold. I love that point where I'm ready to give up. I'm frustrated. I'm, I don't like what I'm saying. I don't like what I'm singing. I don't like the notes I'm choosing. I don't like the beat anymore. And then that final push, like, fuck you, you got this, you lazy piece of shit. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, the magic comes. And it's like 10 out of 10 times, it's always past the point of no return. It's always past the point I thought I could push myself to. And that's where it generates the magic. And also, I would like to say, like, throwing in, like, I do like the, the, it's very surface level, like those melodies, like there's a pure like beauty to them that you can't absolutely generate when you're planning necessarily, or you can emulate it when you're planning and using the past and the future to kind of create this thing as opposed to just the moment. But they're two different skills and I absolutely love writing as well. And I absolutely love, um, you know, thinking about structure and arrangement and spending weeks going over the fine, the finer details, but variety man variety is the spice of life if i can do it in the moment i should be able to plan it if i should plan it i feel like i should be able to do it in the moment i just try to apply that to everything in my life yeah and the thing that i realized like early early into um my life as a musician is how much the the process of learning music teaches you about yourself where I've had times I'm learning a song and my brain and my body just cannot work together right like in my mind it all makes sense and I'm telling my body from my mind to try to grasp something that there's there is this there's this incompatibility between my brain and my body right and there's times I just want to smash my guitar and just freak out and in those moments i just stop and i think oh my god is this just how i am generally is just how i deal with anything that as soon as there's just a little bit of a hiccup if there's this little moment where i i'm not comprehending something that instead of just wanting to understand and get through it that i just want to freak out and it was like those were the really special moments of really giving me a good idea of how powerful music is individually on a spiritual level where that side of it has nothing to do with almost performance. It has nothing to do with whether or not I'm selling all these albums and I'm getting all these people to hear it. It's such a personal endeavor of, um, you know, in yoga, in the Ashtanga yoga, there's Svadhyaya, self-study, self right? So it's this act of self-study that I really feel helped me evolve past these tendencies of anger. And, you know, I'd go to bed that night, wake up the next day, and suddenly I get it. And my hands and my body and my brain, it all works suddenly. It's like it just you just needed this moment of clarity to really understand what it is that you're overcoming so that 
you know, the subconscious part of your being can have it click into place. Otherwise, with all the resistance and with all the anger and with all the frustration, you're almost preventing yourself from clicking in place. So it's like you said, like, you know, you're at the end of it and you're like, man, I just hate everything. I just hate how this sounds like, fuck it. Like you're just about to give up. And then suddenly just like there's this um, moment of clarity and breaking through to finish the task, right? Yeah, I live for that shit, man. And, you know, it's a relationship, but right? Like, you love music, I love music. When you dedicate your fucking life to your craft, it's, 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 it's a relationship. It's like, I think it's right up there with your partner or with your fucking mother. So then, like, or your father, or like any, like, it's a relationship and one of your most precious relationships. And I think just like every relationship, there's attachment stuff. So I think with your, in your pursuit with music, like anyone, I'm speaking for everyone, uh, myself, you know, I think it is a great way to kind of have your attachment style and your inner bullshit kind of reflected back at you in the struggle. And that's a, that's a beautiful analogy, man. That's a very metacognitive analogy you just made. Um, Yeah, it, it, it teaches you so much about yourself, the struggle to push yourself beyond your own capabilities and then comparing yourself to the infinite like yeah man it's it's not easy but mother nature you know mother nature isn't all gentle winds mm -hmm. and fucking sunshine you know so 50% negative 50% positive man every atom like that's how I feel that's what I believe I believe that's the truth so yeah it's like um those uh like tropical fig plants with the big leaves um they need wind and rain and actually in order to grow like if you if 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 you have one of these plants in your house and it starts to wilt and it starts to die even though you're um you're watering it it's got plenty of sunlight there's this this missing part that it's like encoded in its own genetics that it needs its leaves rustled it needs that um wind and it needs um that movement and and so i i like using those analogies and thinking about what it's going to take for me like even just currently in my life you know like the other day i was just thinking like man editing this podcast and coming up with content is way too much fucking work <laughs> and and i was just like it was kind of weighing on me right because i have like a couple other podcast episodes that I need to release and edit. And then I have all these like clips and it was like, there was this like wind, um, like rustling me and I wasn't appreciating the fact that it's providing strength. It's providing an element that is going to help me, you know, grow stronger roots and it's gonna help me establish where i am in my foundation and instead of just like trying to get out of that wind or get out of that um perturbance that i was able to like shift my perspective and say you know what it all comes down to timing that when i come out with a podcast episode or when i film a podcast episode I need to spend that day 
doing the editing so that I'm not just pushing things off to the side, right? So if if I have this win that comes, which is, you know, the guest who um, is doing the episode with me, I've got to continue using that energy so that I can edit the episode and I can get the clips done all in one day and then I'm ready. Because what I was doing is I was just kind of pushing it off to later dates and all of a sudden it just all piles up. And just like that music analogy of like, you know, getting so frustrated, I'm seeing how this endeavor that I'm taking upon myself is teaching me some accountability and it's teaching me how to schedule things and you know everything that's going on in my life uh has been a blessing and now it's just up to me to ride that wave and um yeah it's it's feeling good with a lot of confusion as well <laughs> they are in order now. <laughs> yeah i think that's i think that's what it's supposed to be i think you're supposed to um like if you weren't like pushed to the point to have to add this order now to this new platform and this new endeavor like would you have just stagnated right probably so it, you need this wind you need like it's that warrior dna yeah, exactly. Um, and, and that's the thing, like um, watching and being mindful of that stagnance. I think that is can be fairly tricky, right? Because in stagnance, there's the, the first bit of comfort, right? It's like comfort leads into into stagnance but there's this balance of of knowing how to be responsible with that comfort and where the comfort is in doing the tasks and not um the procrastination and and so i i find that um i have this like tipping point into procrastination where the the comfort of knowing that i do have the podcast and i do have the platform that uh, I, ca I can push it aside because I think that there's something more important. And that is a trap in and of itself. And so then having and knowing the balance of what my life is will, you know, enabling, enable me to, um, you know, avoid that stagnance. And I think it also comes down to acceptance, right? So, like, you know, we planned to do this episode um, on the last on last Saturday, and you know, things happen, things come up, and you know, to still hold forward on you know my responsibility and my word on these things. Because, you know, given my situation and going through a breakup and, you know, feeling so much at any point, I, I could have dipped into that stagnance and been like, no, man, I'm not doing anything. I just need to, like, wallow in, in my self-defeat here. But there was just something else that came up that was like, no, man, you just keep going forward. It's okay. You have the support and there's loving people around you. 
everything's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. Just move forward. And yeah, it feels, it feels good. Fuck yeah. Good job, buddy. That's <laughs> an impressive fucking, that, that is quite a daunting Goliath. And I have let smaller things deter me from important things. So I, I know that battle. I think everybody knows that battle. And to be aware of that battle, like, yeah, man, that's big. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah, I I do my best to keep in mind the yoga principles that I kind of live my life on. And, you know, what I always come down to is ahimsa, non-harm, and satya, truthfulness. And those two together are are really powerful and they're really intimidating because for whatever reason in the human condition and you know our life lessons causing harm and lying work hand in hand just as equally and we don't even notice the harm that we cause by not telling the truth and not being honest with ourselves and with others and when it came down to these like last couple weeks, I just had to be really honest with myself in where I'm at with in my life and how easy it is to get trapped in this fantastic thinking of how successful I want to be, you know, especially when we're, especially being an artist, right? And I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way or have the kind of same sentiment when you're creating music and you're creating um, things to share with people, uh, you can't help but want to feel like we want to share it with as many people as possible. And the thing that was really important for me is to first be really honest with myself. And in that honesty, not to cause any harm internally or mentally towards myself because things aren't going the way that I originally thought it was going to go. And that, I think, really opened up a new way of thinking of understanding some strategies and, and tactics in how to get what we're creating out to people, right? Um, so... The question I have for you here is, um, how do you manage or deal with when it comes to creating music, like getting it out to people or, um, you know, feeling like there's some satisfaction in, in the endeavor um, that you've gone through and creating it and sharing it? Yeah, man, that's, that's a fucking question. And it, it seems to be... Um, we are in some very similar frequencies, <laughs> you know, because I am definitely thinking about these things daily and um, uh, how do I deal with it? What do I do? I mean, I think I'm still building that. It feels like a fucking straw house. I've been so focused on the craft and the, the audience finding has not been a priority. It still barely feels like a priority as much as it's starting to feel like a fucking necessity, mm -hmm. you know? So... I don't even have a fucking answer for that. Do you have the answer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm working on it. I, I just, 
I guess I truthfully believe that the worst comes first, man. If it's good, people will come and mm-hmm. people aren't coming. It's just not fucking there. I just got to keep training and keep on the path. You know, like don't look at the don't look at the obstacles. Look at the fucking path. You know. Yeah. Oh, that just reminded me of something that I was thinking about um, the other day. Yeah. So essentially, um, the exactly what you said, right? Like you're just you're focusing on the task and you're focusing on um, what it is that's being created. And I I had a way of thinking about it that I'm I'm kind of forgetting, but. Um, I think it has to do with this like weird obsession in social media of 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 needing attention and and needing as as many people liking things and viewing things um, that I, I was kind of getting caught in that trap, right? And then what ends up happening is that I just end up neglecting sharing anything at all, right? And so I I just stop to think about just simply the movement forward of creation just the movement forward that um the the ideas of of how to get it out there are going to come up naturally from that moving forward right so like for example in my last album with john um you know didn't really do anything about about sharing it in a way where we're going to get album sales and you know it's instrumental music so it you know it's not really fit for the radio um and you know i was sharing it on social media i was doing some paid promotions but i just saw it as this stepping stone forward as soon as we finished the second one as soon as we're wrapping up this third one i started getting ideas well like well i can just start i can just focus on this simply you know like i don't i don't have to think that this whole thing has to blow up so crazily i was like why don't i take um the best song that i have on the album which is called opening and bring it to a couple local radio shows so we have like cjsr which is the university of alberta um radio program and then we have ckua which is like a local one and just go from there you know and and just be in communication with people who are in these um radio shows and that brought excitement out of me you know even just thinking about that and then talking to john about it and be like hey how's this gonna work and then even him being like yeah that's a great idea and knowing that that's the reality of where we're starting from right where you know we don't have this huge budget where we can hire a social media um, management team to you know spend thousands of dollars every month Um, you know we don't have the greatest connections in the music industry so that thought right there was just the humbling part of it and the reality of like oh just like yoga in my life just like how i dedicated myself to yoga and it's a lifelong endeavor music is a lifelong endeavor and so maybe it's my fifth album that catches on maybe it's my sixth maybe it's my tenth you know 
and and that doesn't matter because all I really want to focus on is just that act of creating music because that is what was phenomenal right just having these weird ideas and melodies in your head and all of a sudden boom it's a full production creation man Mm -hmm. beautiful yeah and that's powerful and that's where i'm at with you man i think it's just hone in on the craft hone in on the craft perfect it you know the japanese samurai warrior the the sword smith the whatever the fuck the stone mason mm-hmm. every single craft just just do it and it's about finding your light i believe it's about finding your light through the craft and sharing it with fucking brothers and sisters in the multiverse man and there's so much you can do for so many creatures above and below you that every fucking like that's what it's about man and we're lucky to be in pursuit and i believe the audience will come i believe it'll happen you know so intention is everything i i just i continue to manifest everything i want in my life you know i am where i want to be like it's not a joke mm-hmm. it's fucked it's actually scary <laughs> that you just surrender and you you see it and you fucking become it it's that easy i'm not worried yeah <laughs> yeah and that's like that's encouraging to me you know like um because it's so easy to look at other people and um, how it is that they've gotten to the limelight and where they are and to feel like you're moving through mud, right? And that like this this whole task of, um, you know, wanting to be kind of like financially independent on um these projects and these uh creations that it's not only moving through mud it's an uphill trajectory of of a path and it's totally necessary right when you when you listen to anyone have a lengthy conversation who've been in the who are in a position of you know having attention from um you know all sorts of platforms and and whatever they're doing concerts you name it they all started where we started right and um you know obviously there are the the kind of few who um didn't you know, and they had rich parents and, you know, they were able to get into the best studios and immediately like their whole life has been catered to um, uh, developing the skills that they have. But there's something so much more special to hear someone's story of literally starting right from the bottom in poverty and and growing into um self-mastery that they're in and you know i i wonder for myself like if i didn't have yoga in my life or i wasn't meditating would I have the capability and the talent and the skill that I have in the music that I play and I create? And it's it's a tricky question because there are plenty of people who don't do yoga or don't meditate or anything and they're 
phenomenally talented. Um, but I just think that when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to thinking of yourself in a way that is much more profound in what existence is, I just feel that there's a duty in, in sharing that presence in the creative process and that it's almost going to happen naturally, right? So, and I, and I kind of see that with you as well, and especially with this new song, um, that, um, that ability to, to, to freestyle and to just really get into the music and let your creativity flow, um, I, I just feel like there's got to be this kind of deeper connection with yourself that if you're just a common lay person, right, um, that that uh, that's not really going to be available in, in a in a way like that. Um, it's the beast alive. I mean, it's it's that, that was the song. It's absolutely and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't fucking agree with you man yeah it's brutal it's it's absolutely brutal because their minds are just not filled with awareness they're filled their minds are filled with fucking every single rich advertising agency's r&d money mm-hmm. like like their brains they're not thinking their own thoughts they're not even imagining their own images like i think it's tough in today's day and age to be able to sit there and imagine a, a unique world in your head Mm-hmm. You know, but it's been done. But it seems to be something that, as time progresses, it, it's like less possible for the average person to engage in this ability. Like, why is it that the most lasting stories of this—I don't know what to call—human life loop, you know, historical loop—were um, made so long ago? Like, I think about fucking the Greeks, like. Those guys were pretty novel thinkers. I mean, the Zoroastrian myths. Um, fuck, dude. Like, Hercules. Everybody knows Hercules. Like, everybody knows that story. How many stories are permutations of Hercules? But why is it today it's so fucking rare for Hercules to come out? Come out? Like, it just people don't. There's too much. There's too much information processing in today's modern society. There's too much simulacrum that you're not in control of symbols and icons you're looking at that were created by a fucking million dollar r&d team political slogans viewpoints that aren't actually unique um it's fucked and it's sad and you're absolutely right i think it does take a certain level of self-awareness and travel inwards to be able to attain this and Honestly, man, most of the powerful artists I meet, and I mean in essence, not in material acquisition or monetary success, and these people could be successful. I've met successful people who have this, and I've also met not successful people with what they want to be successful with who also have this attribute, and it is this able, like this, you're very open with your vulnerabilities, man. You're very open with your shortcomings, and you don't, you're not embarrassed to come off a certain way because you know that reality, the truth, right, righteousness is beyond these shortcomings. And essentially it's like you either have like today's day and age, like you either have mental health problems or you're a fucking liar. Like, I don't know how else to put it. And then all these liars, like that's where they're caught. They're caught in living a falsified reality. And it's very evidence-based. 
and it's very facts-oriented and science-based and like everything comes from the mind and the mind is the only thing you can't really quantify consciousness is the only thing you can't quantify it's the source of every endeavor every fact we know every shared form of communication and for people not to see that and to be so stuck in intellectualization over experience and inwards travel it's it's a shame man but you know what it was that expression from my soul that like drew me to you drew me to your platform so it's working like what you're doing is working what i'm doing it is working mm-hmm. you know so that's where the magic is this is the magic right now yeah and i and i think within that magic there's this like spiritual war right there's this like endeavor within um and, and i don't think it's within everyone i think it's um called upon within um within certain people um in 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 the collective hu- of humanity of going through these stages and these levels of self-realization and and understanding the initiative process of combating um you know forces that want to keep us in a subdued state and want to keep us in a realm where we like go through self-defeat every day right where like we can't help but want to give up on what our goals are and what our dreams are um just to continue um some job or some career that only feeds into their end of the machine and so i've i was realizing this um especially over the last year and a half that there are two sides of this kind of spiritual war and this magic that you have this obvious nefarious side that is um, really around all of the um, constructs of our reality, right? So um, everything that you see in the media, um, government, science, education, you name it. And then there's this... um, benevolent side where it's part of the same coin it's two faces of the same coin so the benevolent side is still within those constructs but there's this togetherness and there's this harmony and joy and love and compassion that shows us the excitement of moving through the fears and moving through the insecurities and moving through all of the assaults on our mind and our bodies and um, spirit where as soon as we get through the initiations and we as soon as we get through enough of the levels we reach a point where the flow of abundance and especially harmonious abundance is is innate and it's natural it's not something we have to think about anymore it's not something that i have to be like oh i'm working on my abundance today or i'm working on these angels and these realms and i'm calling in these beings with these like angels like no you don't have to do that anymore you're just in it you're in that realm and then it's 
just how to just be and operate in that realm and being used to having that abundance flow. And that's something that shifted with me just recently of just the position that I am at work. Um, and I, and I work with, uh, with my brother in this company. And as soon as I surrendered into it and I stopped fighting it, all this abundance started flowing and it was just so much more ease around and doing it. And that's where I started to see this balance. It's like, yeah, okay. It's this company that works in the machine of capitalistic society, but there's two sides to it. Right. And I'm at a point in my life where I can just surrender into my karma and I can surrender into my Dharma of my role in this for now. And I can receive the abundance that's coming in and that's going to really help me anchor into the passions that I have on the side, right? So getting like new cameras for um, my podcast, right, at some point and, um, you know, transforming the new space that I'm in and, um, you know, being able to promote um, some videos and stuff if I want to. So you know, the, the way of kind of, you know, stepping out of this kind of like NPC non-player kind of character state into a, you know, sovereign, um, autonomous being is, is seeing how you fit naturally in your life and going with it and then adding the passions to it and watching all of it grow together and at least that's that's been my karma and dharma because i also recognize that there are plenty of people who they need to quit their job and they need to end where they are to fully go into what they're wanting to do because um that's just their path and so it's it's been a weird thing of of hearing people say that and then seeing my life and being like actually it's the complete opposite i need to be more fully in all that i'm doing and that is going to benefit me so much more um in the long run of of having the career and 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 growing in this next like seven years so i'm 33 so I have, you know, I, I, I feel like when I turned 30, I entered into this new decade and I became like an adolescent again, almost. I became like a 10 year old and I'm now moving through this next decade with new lessons and new levels. And it's definitely providing uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the balance, like, except surrendering. I think I understand what you're trying to say, that um, kind of going out and grinding again, like surrendering to that. There is a – it's not just surrendering to the man and to the corporation. Like, there, there's a higher contribution to that um, for yourself and for the people around you. And if that is the path you have to take now to get back on the path you want to take, man, that's that's pretty cool. And like embracing it, and it's it feels good, man. Like I, I three years ago, so I'm 33 as well. 
And uh, three years ago, oh, I've been thinking a three and a half now, I was working at a radio station. And it was pretty fucking close to what I wanted to be doing with my life. Like, I was in a studio. I was doing music. I got to read the news. I got, I got to produce some stuff, uh, engineer, vocal engineer some stuff. So it was a pretty great gig, man. I actually have no qualms with it. But really, it, it was still soul-destroying because it was still just enough, like a few degrees off from what I truly wanted to be spending my time, what I truly wanted to be stressing about was for me to still be like fuck this i'm out and then i kind of cut and uh, i became a full-time audio engineer producer which is what i do on the side and that's my main way of making money is running sessions and i have a great team of awesome local artists i'm working with like fred Wook, who you know yeah he's a really talented singer and photographer and we've got some great new music we're wrapping up with soon and yeah I'm, i i and then that inside of itself, I had to go through a macrocosm of that because I did find myself um, wearing this engineer role a lot. Like it was lucrative and consistent. But again, my soul started to die because I'm engineering other people's art when I want to be creating my own. So like even within, and I am so grateful to be able to be on this journey, but even within um, the sphere of like, like I said, like I am living a dream. Like I'm just getting to fucking do music and live. And I'm so grateful to have a partner who's in the arts as well. And, and you know, it's just everything has kind of worked out for me. And there's challenges, but I'm, I'm fucking okay with the challenges. Like I see them, I'm aware of them. I know what I have to do to get over them. And I'm not afraid of them. But in spite of the challenges in my life, like, yeah, man, I, it can happen even in your passion. It can happen where you don't feel like you're doing quite what you want to do. And then it's like, who are, are you to be that picky? Like, how many brothers and sisters do we have around the world who don't have the luxury to mm. be picky with these decisions? And then I get, like, hard on myself. But then it's like, it, you do only have one fucking life as far as we fucking know it in this material synchronicity, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And it's, sorry, I'm swearing a lot. I feel very passionate. About <laughs> no, that's all good, man. <laughs> Yeah, And it's like, yeah, why not be picky, right? Like, why not be picky and why not know when to surrender in order to give yourself the room to be picky again? And yeah, it's a dance, man, between chaos and order, surrender and, you know, and control. Yeah, and I, I really appreciate that point that you brought up of like, you know, people all over the world, you know, living dangerously close to like extreme poverty and not having any opportunity to do anything that we're doing right and you know putting that into perspective that you know where we're at is such a blessing and to really understand that the like the role that we have to play in that is is very necessary in the moment and in the time being and and so when i look at even just the last like 10 to 15 years of my life and and how it's led up to this and and where i'm at and why i'm doing what i'm doing it's so much easier for me to accept it and to see it as a blessing um because of 
the training that I've done over the last like 10 years of doing yoga and meditation and really going into my heart and really expanding into compassion and empathy that it's time for me to to surrender into my life path and you know even like two years ago that was hard for me to do i i thought about quitting everything that i was doing every other day and and so now for me to be in this position where (coughs) um i'm faced with the turmoil of ending of a relationship but then the acceptance of the path that i'm on and then the abundance that that's bringing in there's this like whole new wave that's just really rising up and pushing me forward and i just have to turn around and ride the wave rather than facing it and that's kind of what i felt like over the last couple days of like all of a sudden this surge of like oh man like the world is just all kind of fucked up right now there's like all this stuff happening in the government there's all this stuff happening with um the medical industry i don't even want to say any of the words just because i know big brother and little brother just fucking listening to all this shit right so but just to like just to see that why i was feeling all that is because i was facing the wave and i'm looking at this thing about to crash on me and i'm like oh wait no i can turn around and i can ride this wave like it it just doesn't have to be this thing that's so ominous and and life-threatening that it's opportunity and the opportunity is that i just need to know the right tools to to ride this wave right and so the right tools simply are the career that i'm in the podcast that i have the music that I'm making, the yoga and the meditation and the book that I have, and the community around it and the people that are supporting me. And, you know, I went to a festival uh, last weekend and just had this amazing time in nature and around this, like, really beautiful community here um, in Edmonton where I'm from. And... Um, showing some friends a couple songs from my album and seeing them just light up and being like, holy shit, dude, this is actually really great. And and to, to hear that was just so touching. It's like that's all I needed, you know, and, and going forward now is just going to be a breeze, right? Because once you have people that are close to you, um, validate all the work that you've put into something it just allows the next steps forward to be that much easier tough man I, I don't know what it is we're in some crazy synchronous situation I, I told you um, start of this conversation kind of mentioned that I had some family visiting and had a very similar experience with my family who's been kind of watching me on my journey for a long time and hearing some of the stuff I'm working on right now and they know how long, you know, and it's, it is incredibly validating and it is important for us, man. And, you know, like there is this deep irony in like an artist without an audience, you know, and it's like, where do you draw the line? It's like, no wonder there's frustration and the determination and the fucking willpower it takes. I'm, I'm bringing it back to willpower. It's a willpower game to like, to 
continue forward into the congregation and we're in our thirties now and it's like we can't fucking look at any of that. Mm-hmm. We can't. And and to get that food from people who've seen you on that journey is a very powerful thing and I'm so grateful when it comes, you know, and you can starve from not having it as an artist. And I think that kills a lot of artists. Um, they're just surrounded by a lot of people who don't believe in them and don't want to validate them and whatever, man. And I, I feel bad for our brothers and sisters who lose that way. So I think we should be incredibly grateful to be able to have anyone around us to look at what we're doing and say, you fucking rock, man. And you fucking rock, Zara. <laughs> man, you fucking rock. Zar Noosh, man. Oh, man, this is great. Um, I'm just going to take a moment right now just to plug the uh, video that you um, just finished. And so that people who are watching this, they can take a look at the video. And so for all of you watching... Here's the video for all of you listening. The song will still play, but go check out the video. The link uh, will be in um, in the description. So let's get to that right now. I wish I found my way back home again. I lost sight of my mind, my heart, myself. think maybe we can probably uh come to a conclusion here 
Um, just so we get at the one hour mark and uh, yeah, man, like it's so interesting to kind of be in this position of, um, you know, finding new people to connect with and yeah, I just, it's, it's so amazing to find like-minded people and just like it's just like this like soul tribe of just like immediate connection and just like immediate knowing that um there's just this deep resonance and synchronicity right where my life is obviously you know completely independent of yours and completely different but then there's just like this thing that allows for a resonance to occur where I can just talk about my life and I can talk about things that are going on and you on the other end can be like, holy shit, that's like exactly what I'm going through. But, you know, your world and what you see is seemingly vastly different than mine and that just really encourages me to know that there's there's something more coming out of this and maybe I don't know and maybe you don't know um, listeners don't know but there's uh, and I think I might have said this to you in our first interview um, when I did my 300 hour teacher training in Rishikesh India at the Anand Prakash Ashram in the stairwell uh, leading up uh, to the second floor to where the studio is, um, there's this picture. Um, and I'm just trying to remember, but there were like, there were four different sayings. And in the middle, there's one that says, trust brings harmony. And that has just stuck with me ever since you know i did the training in 2016 so the last like five years i think of that so often and how true it is that even with music when when you're bringing melodies together the way that those harmonies actually work is because you have to trust that you know that you're creating the melodies that are gonna work together and so if if you don't know what you're doing and you can't trust yourself in going through the necessary um, movements and the necessary actions to actually produce the music there won't be any harmony and and so that to me became like a very powerful mantra just within my mind to say with myself you know trust brings harmony and trust brings harmony. And what does that mean? Is that it comes down to really knowing who I am and and moving forward with that knowing because then other people are gonna be attracted to it. And just like yourself, right? How you saw my ad or my promoted kind of content on Instagram, how that led to you commenting on it and then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we have this like cool friendship that's developing and, um, you know, the collaboration on this podcast and how it all came down to trust, right? 
so yeah i don't know what do you think about that i think that was really well said man and i think trust is a beautiful thing and i know exactly what you mean and it's just like it's people who've done the work man i th i think it has to do with just um and it doesn't matter like what the tools i think each individual is using to kind of achieve this understanding but there is like just a level of perception and processing of your five senses like of however many senses you actually have apparently you have more than five like your sense of temperature and your sense of balance right like there's this really fascinating thing when you find people who have just done the work and processed all of this stuff that th there is like this one kind of open-hearted way to see the world in spite of your differences and i think the people who are there like yeah we are able to be vulnerable and open and trusting and it's really easy and it's effortless and and there's more and more people like that coming out of the woodwork man and yeah i am super grateful that i reached out to you and it um spurred this relationship and this collaboration on this podcast these conversations well it's something i'm really starting to look forward to and uh, i appreciate you man i appreciate your energy and uh, everything you've done for me and everything you're trying to do right now you're so welcome man and if you ever want to collaborate on music, just let me know, man, because um, I have full access to a full-on studio, right? So um, um, if there's any, like, guitar parts you want or um, even, like, violin, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, let, me, let me think about that. Let me hit the lab, and I'm seriously going to think about that. I absolutely love your playing and your style of composition, so it, it would be an honor. I already know. And it's gonna sound great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, man. Um, yeah, so I think with that we can um, kind of come to the end of our of our talk here. Maybe tell people um, where to find you. Um, you know, with your your social media and where. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, things are pretty simple for me right now. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at zarnoosh.fire. Uh, I have a freestyle coming out. You guys saw the video. And so that's going to be released officially in the coming weeks. And I'm also working on another uh, video. This is going to be a proper full production music video. Um, and it's a single. It's a full single, not just a freestyle that I cut together in a magical moment. It's like a thought out produced song. And uh, we're going to be shooting that in October. So. Hopefully the next time um, I get to talk to you, I'll have something new to present, and that's it. Amazing. Awesome, man. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, watching, listening. Um, have a wonderful rest of your day, and enjoy. <laughs>